Need an extra hand with dinner? Just ask your connected home device to fill your pasta pot, and Delta Faucet Voice IQ technology will fill it with the perfect amount of water. Visit deltafaucet.com slash voice IQ to discover more. Oh, man, oh, man. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes. Broadcasting on the Mojo 5 radio network and bringing you the news behind the news, the story behind the story. Here to convince you that reality is usually scoffed at and conventional wisdom is often just an illusion. We're live on iHeartRadio, on demand on iTunes, TuneIn, Spreaker, and Spotify. And you can follow me on Twitter at right now, Jim Dawes. Or you can shoot me an email at rightnowjimdaws at gmail.com. Or get something off your chest and call the vent line at 772-245-0750. That's 772-245-0750. He's back. I'm back. I want to thank great Dominic Izzo and Jeremy Leahy for filling in last week while I took a trip out to Shreveport, Louisiana, stopping in Atlanta, Oxford, Mississippi, and other uh, spots along the way to visit family. I brought a a car back to my daughter uh, from Shreveport uh, that her grandmother donated to her. I want to thank her for that. Um, It was interesting to see all of the... uh, different ways that uh, people are reacting to this uh, Wuhan virus. And uh, we'll we'll talk about that a little later in the show. But there's so much to catch up on. Oh, my God. The the news cycle is uh, frantic. You you can't possibly keep up. And it's probably going to take me uh, a whole week of shows uh, to get up to speed or to get these uh, my listeners up to speed. I guess I'll start today's show with uh, the the latest in the Wuhan virus news. Of course, uh, you have no doubt heard all of the coverage in the mainstream media that the United States is uh, suffering a huge spike in the uh, in the virus, and uh, we've got to shut down the economy again. And you're not allowed to go out and celebrate the Fourth of July unless, of course, you're protesting. In which case, a blind eye will be turned to that illegal to begin with. And uh, and tolerated while while perfectly legal and uh, and justified celebrations of the Independence Day are uh, are banned. So uh, you know they're showing daily of these uh, these big numbers of uh, new cases, especially in Florida and Texas and other states uh, that uh, that did not have much in the way of deaths or hospitalizations in the first wave of the virus. All of this is, uh, of course, based on the new reporting, which is uh, being manipulated. First of all, there are way, way more tests uh, being conducted now than there were back then. And in fact, way more tests than are being conducted by the rest of the world combined, which is not, uh, is not amounting to new cases. It's just more reported new cases. Of course, a lot of these new tests are being conducted uh, as a condition to return back to work because the economy is trying to get out of the the jail that the lockdowns uh, Fauci lockdowns put it in 
And uh, as well, they're adding in um, more uh, results. If you have antibodies, which a lot of people are getting tested for antibodies, so they'll know that they're no longer have to worry about uh, contracting the Wuhan virus, they're adding those into the positive test. So if you've ever had the Wuhan virus, they're now counting you as a current positive test. And uh, this is a clip from Chris Hayes over at MSNBC, where he is uh, celebrating and trumpeting the fact that the United States has got uh, more positive test cases than, well, I'll just let you listen. For some perspective here, consider this. Florida just announced more than 10,000 cases in a single day. By contrast, as writer Matt O'Brien pointed out, with a combined population of 2.6 billion people, China, Japan, Korea, Vietnam, Thailand, Malaysia, Indonesia, the Philippines, Australia, and the entire European Union are averaging 6,760 new cases. You hear how he sounds just giddy and, and uh, happy about that figure. Australia and the entire European Union are averaging 6,760 new cases a day. Less than Florida. All those countries, the population of 2.6 billion people collectively, they have fewer cases than just Florida. And that is just one state. The country is on fire. It is in flames. We cannot stomp it out. The country is on fire. It's in flames. He doesn't, of course, tell you that uh, the actual deaths and hospitalizations from the Wuhan virus are lower now than they have been since the, uh, the very beginning of this crisis in early March. And, of course, he, he hides that metric because that's the metric that really counts. As a matter of fact, proof of positive cases is that it, uh, in the absence of increased deaths is actually a good thing. This is, uh, this is the so-called herd immunity that I kept arguing for on this program. People are getting the virus. They're recovering from the virus, and therefore they are no longer susceptible at the, uh, to the virus. At the same time, when the death rate and the hospitalization rate is plummeting, this is all good. You wouldn't know, of course, to tell that uh, from the Chris Hayes um, celebration right there. Adds in China as if we could believe any of the statistics coming out of that communist dictatorship. So we live in this Orwellian world where uh, our media is pursuing an agenda that's all designed, first and foremost, to to frighten people, but most importantly, I guess I would say, to defeat Donald Trump in this upcoming election because he pointed out rightfully that they are fake news and they are enemies of the American people. A bit of news leaked through on CNN about a study uh, conducted in Michigan that showed that hydroxychloroquine can reduce the deaths of people hospitalized uh, with the Wuhan virus by half. Okay, let's talk about hydroxychloroquine. So many claims have been made, including by the president, of how effective this is. And a lot of the studies have shown no effect. There are even some studies that show that it has a negative effect for patients. But there is a new study that shows that for some people... As an early treatment, it may help. How broad is this, and for who exactly? 
Right. So this is just one study showing that it worked. Let's talk a minute about the studies <laughs> that didn't show that showed that it didn't work. <laughs> this is just one study that showed that it worked. Let's talk. Let's get on to uh, these studies that showed that it didn't work. Well, as a matter of fact, this test that was conducted in, in Michigan, and it's not an outlier. It just confirms the early testing that was done on hydroxychloroquine before uh, Donald Trump supported it and the media began their jihad against hydroxychloroquine. Uh, it, uh, it reduces the death rate of people hospitalized with the coronavirus by half. Now, that would be something that you would want to celebrate, but not CNN, because uh, it, it puts the lie to their coverage of this issue, the fake news, and so they've got to knock it down. There were studies in France by the most preeminent epidemiologist in the world early that showed that hydroxychloroquine and the azithromycin uh, combined were very effective. And, uh, and I'll just, as an aside, let you know that uh, the most uh, effective way to avoid or to minimize uh, your uh, uh, damage from a virus is a, a non-prescription that's available to anybody is zinc. If on the very first sign you have an illness caused by a virus, you start taking these zinc lozenges, that will um, inhibit the replication of the virus in your system and give your immune system a fighting chance to, uh, to kill the remaining virus. So, you know, I, I, uh, I, while I was on the road, of course, I was taking lots of zinc. I was taking these lozenges, uh, orange-flavored. They're pretty good on a regular basis. And um, and I'm back home now showing no ill effects at all. So, you know, the whole uh, point of the media's coverage of this is to try to prevent this economy from fighting back and uh, and ensuring Donald Trump's reelection. You had Rachel Maddow over there on MSNBC the day before the latest unemployment figures were released, insisting that they would show that uh, that there is a uh, uh, just a raging unemployment rate. You know, you would think at some point she would become uh, chastened and and stop making predictions because she has inevitably proven wrong on every prediction she makes. Here's a clip. I think this is from CNN on the latest unemployment rate. No other way to look at this but as good news, and we all, of course, want good news. There were there were surprises to the upside. Uh, getting the employment rate down to 11% is uh, definitely better than any of us expected. Yes, it is better than anybody expected or anybody predicted. Um, it, the, this economy uh, has been unleashed by Trump's deregulation and tax, tax cuts, and uh, it is uh, it is not going to be locked down. Rachel Maddow went on her show and said, tomorrow the unemployment reports are going to come in and it is going to be a bloodbath. So, you know, while the, the media continue to uh, scream and shout on this, um, this, the results of uh, this increased testing, uh, the economy is trying to fight back. Maggie Haberman, uh, the uh, unhinged columnist for the New York Times, 
was on over at CNN uh, saying that uh, Trump doesn't want to talk about coronavirus anymore because he wants to run on white grievance. This president wants to govern a certain way and wants to run his reelection effort a certain way. And that does not relate to talking about the coronavirus unless it's about describing uh, his administration's response in glowing terms that that just don't comport with reality, certainly for the the first many weeks uh, as the pandemic Mm -hmm. was growing. The president wants to have culture wars. He wants to fight on on white grievance and he wants to have a discussion around race that he thinks appeals to his base of supporters and he has resisted all suggestions that he do it a different way he wants to run on white grievance white grievance as you're watching this uh this endless parade of outrages from black lives matter and antifa destroying our history uh attacking police just lawlessness in the streets she says well, he just doesn't want to talk about coronavirus. He doesn't want to talk about coronavirus because he's on to your game finally. I, I warned the president early on in this show, don't fall into this um, testing regime that uh, the Democrats were trying to push you into because it's just designed to gen up, gen up numbers that they can use against you. So the president gave over the weekend his BAFO address uh, to the 4th of July address to the nation at Mount Rushmore. We're going to talk about that a little bit when we get back. We're going to cover it completely in the second half of the show. But I got to run out to a break. Stick with me. You hear the headlines. You know health insurance is a real mess right now. Premiums have skyrocketed, and in most cases, you're stuck with your plan until open enrollment. But there's a government rule that allows you to qualify for lower health insurance rates if your life has changed. That means if you've changed jobs, if you're having a child, if you're getting married, if you're getting divorced, even if you run a small business or you're self-employed, this law may qualify you to get lower health insurance rates. Call the health insurance hotline today. Learn how this 10-minute call can help you get lower health insurance rates. This is a free service to help consumers learn the laws to help them qualify for lower health insurance rates. So call right now to learn more. 800-605-1679. 800-605-1679. That's 800-605-1679. Paid for by GoHealth. This president wants to govern a certain way and wants to run his reelection effort a certain way, and that does not relate to talking about the coronavirus unless it's about describing uh, his administration's response in glowing terms that that just don't comport with reality, certainly for the the first many weeks uh, as the pandemic Mm -hmm. was growing. The president wants to have culture wars. He wants to fight on on white grievance. (laughs) He wants to have culture wars. He wants to fight on white grievance. Well, the fact of the matter is the left and the Democrats have delivered this culture war to the president's doorstep, and why wouldn't he run on it? Why wouldn't he? In swing states, especially throughout this nation, the left has been making an absolute fool of themselves, destroying our history, attacking law enforcement, 
engaged in illegality that is just mind-numbing, the president, of course, is going to run on that. And it's his responsibility to run on that. That's the nature of politics. You have to respond to what is concerning the people. And the people right now are figuring out that this Wuhan virus, the death rate is uh, right in line with the seasonal flu, maybe a, a few ticks higher. While at the same time, they see this Marxist revolution in our streets that are determined to, as Joe Biden says, transform the nation. And I think the, the Democrats have really overplayed our, uh, their hand on this. Even Joe Biden can't uh, bring himself to condemn it outright. He tries to contextualize it and understand it and say, well, maybe it'd be better if they didn't tear down statues of Washington and Lincoln and uh, and um, Ulysses S. Grant. Over the weekend, <laughs> there was a statue toppled of Frederick Douglass. So if you if you thought that these idiots in the street had any uh, education in history or any understanding of history, you can just put that notion to bed. They don't know what statues they're tearing down. They're just a, a, a mob doing what a mob does. Donnie Deutsch. Donnie Deutsch. He's this uh, just pathetic former ad man uh, who regularly appears on Morning Joe with uh, Joe Scarborough and uh, the unhinged Mika Rosinski. He's, he was actually on the air Friday saying that uh, Donald Trump really doesn't want to win. He doesn't want to win. He doesn't want to be there anymore. The only rational explanation is an irrational one, that this guy mm. come November 2nd, November 3rd, on some level doesn't want to be there. I can't come up with it. I wish I had an answer for you, Joe. I've known him for 20 years. It defies every logical explanation. It defies every logical explanation. Of course, uh, Donnie Deutsch said that before Donald Trump's historic speech at Mount Rushmore. It was the best, best of his presidency. He defined our nation's history. He uh, paid tribute to the men enshrined on Mount Rushmore, and he called out the Democrats without mentioning them by name and the radical left's uh, attempt to overthrow our history and our Constitution in favor of this Marxist revolution. Here is uh, one of these black radicals appearing on MSNBC talking about um, the destruction of these monuments. These group of individuals, these men that have been glorified in these statues all across the country represent the worst of America. They're not America's dream. They're America's nightmare because they represented some of the most horrific times in this country when slavery was in it was in play, when Jim Crow was in play. I'm also talking about statues that depict um, recently freed African-Americans kneeling to President Lincoln. Those are statues that I think represent the worst of America. That statue he's referring to, of course, is the Emancipation Statue in Washington, D.C. It shows nothing of the sort. It shows a, a freed slave with the shackles broken, rising, looking up, and standing up. It was paid for and approved by freed slaves, and now, just like the Frederick Douglass statue that was that was uh, toppled over the weekend, the left wants to tear it down. I mean, it it is a accurate representation of what Lincoln did. I'm no great fan of Abraham Lincoln myself, but 
He undoubtedly um, led a war that abolished slavery. And this this guy wants to lump him in with uh, Robert E. Lee. Even the statues of Robert E. Lee and the Confederate War dead are, are, are a part of our history and should be preserved. If you disagree with Robert E. Lee and uh, his belief that the states had the right to secede from the Union, you should use that statue as an opportunity to educate the next generation. And if you want to take it down, there are processes to go through to do that. You can't just have an angry mob in the street destroying public property. Yeah, Donald Trump is going to run on grievance, and it's not just white grievance. Studies uh, or uh, polls have showed that even a majority of blacks in the country disapprove of these uh, Marxist tactics. Nancy Pelosi, of course, is accusing the Confederate States of America of treason. Treason, I tell you. I do believe that if people have committed treason against the United States of America, their statues should not be in the Capitol. It's not about Washington and Jefferson. It's not about Washington and Jefferson. It most certainly is about Washington and Jefferson. They're attacking Washington and Jefferson and Ulysses S. Grant and even Frederick Douglass. But her her premise there is that the Confederate States committed treason. This uh, speaker of our House of Representatives is obviously not familiar with the Articles of Confederation on which our nation was founded that said that this was a voluntary union of states and that the states could, on a vote in their legislature, go their separate ways. Now, that, uh, that premise or, or that um, condition has now been relegated to history because of the precedent that was set during the Civil War. But prior to the Civil War, all of the states of the Union understood that if they wanted to leave the Union, they had that right. And the Confederate states went through a process of doing that. Now, I'm not arguing that I think the Confederate, uh, the Confederacy should have survived. It was based on uh, an, uh, an absolute evil. That was that has cost this country greatly and slavery should have been abolished. But to call them treasonous is a, uh, a misrepresentation or misrepresentation, a purposeful misrepresentation of history. So I had a pretty good Fourth of July. I was on the road a lot of times, but, you know, I was uh, I was listening to uh, historic uh, addresses and uh, and to the president's address at Mount Rushmore. And, uh, and I reminded myself how lucky I am to live in this country and what a, what an amazing achievement this country is. And that's uh, what a lot of people had to do because, uh, parades and celebrations were banned all across this country here in my town. They canceled the uh, annual fireworks display because uh, what we do is we go out on the bridges over the Indian river, uh, and watch as the, the, uh, fireworks display is unleashed from uh, veterans Memorial Island and all up and uh, communities and neighborhoods all up and down the river. It was minimized, but it still took place. But there was one type of parade that, uh, that was allowed. And that was protests, protests against the United States 
in Washington, D.C. You've no doubt seen that disgusting video of these uh, these uneducated college graduate idiots stomping and dancing on an American flag. They had uh, uh, protests in uh, Tampa and Los Angeles and major cities throughout this country. So while the authorities, these uh, elected mayors, banned any celebration of the 4th of July, they turned a blind eye to the uh, protesters that were out there chanting death to America and vilifying our country. we got to run out to a break. When we come back, we're going to take a listen to excerpts from the president's speech at Mount Rushmore and try to put this whole culture war that is unfolding before us into context. Joe Biden came out with a, a minute-long um, Independence Day message in which he opened up by demonizing Thomas Jefferson. Stick with us. We'll be right back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. And you're back on Right Now with Jim Dawes on the Mojo Five O Radio Network. Your daily journal of news, politics, and culture from an American nationalist perspective. So in this half hour, we're going to excerpt the president's address from Mount Rushmore commemorating the Independence Day. And I want to start by putting all of this in context. This is a, a kind of a long clip from Mark Meadows, former uh, representative from North Carolina who is now the president's chief of staff, and he really knocked it out of the park. Unfortunately, though, some on the left, encouraged by the silence of Democratic leaders, including the Speaker of this House, are trying to erase our story. They want to erase our history. Whether is it a monument of Abraham Lincoln? I'm going to have to restart this. That uh, listening to it, that's not Mark Meadows. That's uh, Kevin McCarthy, representative from California. Unfortunately, though, some on the left, encouraged by the silence of Democratic leaders, including the Speaker of this House, are trying to erase our story. They want to erase our history. Whether is it a monument of Abraham Lincoln freeing a slave or of four of our greatest presidents? Democrats no longer view the richness of our country's history worthy. Not only do they want to erase our past, they want to radically change the way we live today. The mobs that Democrats encourage destroy property. They threaten and sometimes even attack citizen, innocent citizens. The mobs that Democrats encourage suppress speech and punish those who speak out. Democrats encourage it because they think it is a distraction. That their agenda can skate by unnoticed. They see it as a supplement to the radical movement in the streets. That's exactly what they're doing. They're, they're, uh, 
they're trying to pull the Roy Moore strategy. They want to uh, to frighten off enough uh, voters from Trump that they can mobilize their radical base and win this upcoming election. And the Republicans, to their credit, are finally starting to stir themselves from their slumber in the uh, Congress. Mark Meadows spoke about it uh, pretty good there. I mean, he should have pointed out that, in fact, this uh, this mob is killing people in the streets. Mike Lee, who I'm no big fan of, but uh, he he took to the floor and uh, and made some very good points over the objections, and you'll hear them of New Jersey Senator Bob Melendez. These mobs are not progressive. These mobs are not enlightened. These not mobs are not edgy. They're not hip. They're frauds. President, They're dim-witted, phony drama addicts. Failed by an education system and addled by a social media culture that taught them to be victims instead of citizens. Taught them to be victims instead of citizens. That's exactly what's going on. The highest status you can achieve in the left-wing universe is to be a victim. And uh, you've got people that are scrambling to try to look into our history and figure out a way that they were victimized and that they can't achieve in this greatest country in the history of the world. And uh, and Lee really uh, nailed what is the cause of all this, of course. Did phony drama addicts failed by an education system and addled by a social media culture failed by an education system. They, they, they weren't failed. They were miseducated purposely. And one of the keys to breaking out of this culture war is going to be to try to get a handle on these state funded universities and, uh, and do something about these tenured Marxists that have uh, set up shop and are waiting to indoctrinate your children. So I, I guess before we, uh, we go to Trump's, Independence Day speech. We'll uh, we'll cover um, Joe Biden's version of it. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by go. You know the you know the thing. <laughs> this is a grown man been in government for nearly fifty years and can't recite the preamble to the Declaration of Independence. Now, you can chalk it up to dementia if you want to, but uh, this is something that should be um, stamped into every American's brain, and it was until recent generations. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these rights are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. To institute these rights, men uh, found governments, and you know the thing. <laughs> but it's just amazing. And that, that wasn't actually his Independence Day message. His, his real Independence Day message that went on for about one minute and 50 seconds was far worse because it began by slandering Thomas Jefferson and, and our other founders and then went right on to feeding the uh, the left wing's um, revolution in our streets. But Trump's speech at Mount Rushmore was undoubtedly his best. Celebrating 244 years of, the, of our national existence, it was 
largely nonpartisan. It did call out the left, but he didn't mention Democrats or Joe Biden. It was inclusive. He celebrated peoples of all races and (laughs) bragged about our diversity. It was big hearted. It was welcoming. And most of all, it celebrated the achievements of our country. Uh, You know, when you're celebrating the 4th of July, you don't, as the Democrats did, concentrate and focus on our shortcomings. You celebrate and include everybody in our achievements. There could be no better place to celebrate America's independence than beneath this magnificent, incredible, majestic mountain monument to the greatest Americans who have ever lived. Today, we pay tribute to the exceptional lives and extraordinary legacies of George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, Abraham Lincoln, and Teddy Roosevelt. I am here as your president to proclaim before the country and before the world, this monument will never be desecrated. These heroes will never be defaced. Their legacy will never, ever be destroyed. Their achievements will never be forgotten. And Mount Rushmore will stand forever as an eternal tribute to our forefathers and to our freedom. The left, of course, um, characterized this speech as dark and foreboding and uh, somehow uh, inconsistent with our history. It was nothing of the sort. Here's another expert excerpt. We gather tonight to herald the most important day in the history of nations, July 4th, 1776. At those words, every American heart should swell with pride. Every American family should cheer with delight. And every American patriot should be filled with joy because each of you lives in the most magnificent country in the history of the world. And it will soon be greater than ever before. You know, it's easy to watch the television and social media and think that our best days are behind us. But the truth of the matter is the vast, vast majority of the citizens in this country understand the blessings that have been bestowed upon us by almighty God and by the founders of this great nation. And I predict that there is going to be a huge and punishing backlash for the Democrat party for allowing themselves to be drug around by the nose by these leftist Marxists. Our founders launched not only a revolution in government, but a revolution in the pursuit of justice, equality, liberty, and prosperity. No nation has done more to advance the human condition than the United States of America. And no people have done more to promote human progress than the citizens of our great nation. It was all made possible by the courage of 56 patriots who gathered in Philadelphia 244 years ago and signed 
the Declaration of Independence. They enshrined a divine truth that changed the world forever when they said, all men are created equal. These immortal words set in motion the unstoppable march of freedom. Our founders boldly declared that we are all endowed with the same divine rights given us by our Creator in heaven. And that which God has given us, we will allow no one ever to take away, ever. Well, that is what exactly what they're doing, the, the left. As I said, I think they represent a small minority, but uh, they are a loud, vocal, and violent minority that's getting all of the attention, and the Democrats are allowing themselves to be hijacked. You know what? I wish in the Declaration that they had uh, they had used the modern terminology of men and women, but back then, uh, women were understood to be mankind, and uh, and you didn't have to uh, you know say it at the same time. And Western civilization has uh, has been um, hugely empowering of women, but uh, I think we could probably amend the declaration to uh, to modern fashions and say men and women. In Western civilization, uh, it's not just the United States history, but Western civilization writ large is also under assault worldwide. Trump touched on uh, the development of Western civilization a bit in his speech. 1776 represented the culmination of thousands of years of Western civilization and the triumph of not only spirit, but of wisdom, philosophy, and reason. And yet, as we meet here tonight, there is a growing danger that threatens every blessing our ancestors fought so hard for, struggled, they bled to secure Our nation is witnessing a merciless campaign to wipe out our history, to fame our heroes, erase our values, and indoctrinate our children. Angry mobs are trying to tear down statues of our founders, to face our most sacred memorials, and unleash a wave of violent crime in our cities. Many of these people have no idea why they're doing this, but some know exactly what they are doing. They think the American people are weak and soft and submissive. But no, the American people are strong and proud, and they will not allow our country and all of its values, history, and culture to be taken from them. That was an example of what the New York Times said was dark. And um, uh, Trump was setting uh, uh, Americans against Americans. No, Trump was saying what Americans across this country are thinking and pointing out the reality of what is going on on our streets. If he had not touched on that, it would have been dereliction of his duty to protect, preserve, and defend the Constitution of the United States. And these people do think that because uh, people who support this country are law-abiding citizens, that we are going to stand by and watch it happen. It's taking a while for 
Americans to stir themselves to action. But there is going to be action, and it is going to be reflected, I believe, on November 3rd when the Democrats are going to be relegated to the wilderness because of their acquiescence and uh, um, capitulation to this left-wing mob. Um. Even our corporate boardrooms, there is a people are weak and soft I'm and submissive. sorry about jumping around here. But no, the American people are strong and proud, and they will not allow our country and all of its values, history and culture to be taken from them. Cancel culture, driving people from their jobs, shaming dissenters, and demanding total submission from anyone who disagrees. This is the very definition of totalitarianism, and it is completely alien to our culture and to our values, and it has absolutely no place in the United States of America. It was an absolute great speech. we got to run out to a break. Stick with us. We'll be back with more excerpts from the president's speech right after this. Mojo. Attention homeowners that have ever had a broken appliance. <laughs> That's a joke, right? We've all had broken appliances. I own a home just like you and have found a way for as little as a dollar a day to have all the major appliances in my home on a warranty plan. They're guaranteed to be fixed or replaced. You know how expensive an air conditioner, a heating system, a washing machine, dryer, water heater, or refrigerator can be. For about a dollar a day, all your major appliances are protected in case they break. Unless you're uh, Daddy Warbucks or the Monopoly guy and you don't care about money, call my friends at the Home Service Club now and get a warranty on your major appliances. It's a free call, and the first month is free. But be one of the first 25 people to call within the next 10 minutes. 800-255-4940. 800-255-4940. That's 800-255-4940. You know, people these days have a, a, a fairly short attention span, especially the younger generations, because we've been, um, you know, so conditioned by uh, this modern culture and social media that, uh, you know, uh, moves so fast and uh, and has such little uh, depth to its um, thought. But we don't have that sort of memory. American people are going to remember what happened this July 4th in the streets and in the halls of Congress, 
And uh, and here's a part of the speech where Trump is speaking about just that. Our people have a great memory. They will never forget the destruction of statues and monuments to George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Ulysses S. Grant, abolitionists, and many others. The violent mayhem we have seen in the streets and cities that are run by liberal Democrats in every case is the predictable result of years of extreme indoctrination and bias in education, journalism, and other cultural institutions. Against every law of society and nature, our children are taught in school to hate their own country and to believe that the men and women who built it were not heroes, but that were villains. The radical view of American history is a web of lies. All perspective is removed. Every virtue is obscured. Every motive is twisted. Every fact is distorted. And every flaw is magnified until the history is purged and the record is disfigured beyond all recognition. This movement is openly attacking the legacies of every person on Mount Rushmore. They defile the memory of Washington, Jefferson, Lincoln, and Roosevelt. Today, we will set history and history's records straight. And this is, and I got to remind you, this is the speech that the Washington Post and the New York Times and CNN and MSNBC and all of the networks described as dark and ominous. So the defense of our history now is a, is in and of itself objectionable to these uh, these leftist lunatics. But this is really the best part of Trump's speech coming up, where he turns to those great heroes overlooking him at Mount Rushmore and defends their legacy. Before these figures were immortalized in stone, they were American giants in full flesh and blood, gallant men whose intrepid deeds unleashed the greatest leap of human advancement the world has ever known. Tonight, I will tell you, and most importantly, the youth of our nation, the true stories of these great, great men. From head to toe, George Washington represented the strength, grace, and dignity of the American people. From a small volunteer force of citizen farmers, he created the Continental Army out of nothing and rallied them to stand against the most powerful military on earth. Through eight long years, through the brutal winter at Valley Forge, through setback after setback on the field of battle, he led those patriots to ultimate triumph. When the army had dwindled to a few thousand men at Christmas of 1776, when defeat seemed absolutely certain, he took what remained of his forces on a daring nighttime crossing 
of the Delaware River. They marched through nine miles of frigid darkness, many without boots on their feet, leaving a trail of blood in the snow. In the morning, they seized victory at Trenton after forcing the surrender of the most powerful empire on the planet. At Yorktown, General Washington did not claim power, but simply returned to Mount Vernon as a private citizen. I think that uh, the president secured his reelection at Mount Rushmore on Independence Day, well, on the Friday prior to Independence Day. When called upon again, he presided over the Constitutional Convention in Philadelphia and was unanimously elected our first president. When he stepped down after two terms, his former adversary, King George, called him the greatest man of the age. He remains first in our hearts to this day. For as long as Americans love this land, we will honor and cherish the father of our country, George Washington. He will never be removed, abolished, and most of all, he will never be forgotten. They should substitute that in the curriculum at our school. Thomas Jefferson, the great Thomas Jefferson, was 33 years old when he traveled north to Pennsylvania and brilliantly authored one of the greatest treasures of human history, the Declaration of Independence. You know, the thing. He also drafted Virginia's Constitution and conceived and wrote the Virginia Statute for Religious Freedom, a model for our cherished First Amendment. After serving as the first Secretary of State and then Vice President, he was elected to the presidency. He ordered American warriors to crush Barbary pirates. He doubled the size of our nation with the Louisiana Purchase. And he sent the famous explorers Lewis and Clark into the West on a daring expedition to the Pacific Ocean. He was an architect, an inventor, a diplomat, a scholar, the founder of one of the world's great universities and an ardent defender of liberty. Americans will forever admire the author of American freedom, Thomas Jefferson. And he too will never, ever be abandoned by us. I'm running out of time, so I'm going to skip uh, skip Abraham Lincoln. Um, Of course, anybody educated knows that uh, Abraham Lincoln started out as a a poor dirt farmer raised in a uh, a, a log cabin and and saved uh, the Union of the United States. And I'm going to go on to 
Teddy Roosevelt, who is uh, often less appreciated than the other uh, great figures on Mount Rushmore. Theodore Roosevelt exemplified the unbridled confidence of our national culture and identity. He saw the tower grandeur of America's mission in the world, and he pursued it with overwhelming energy and zeal. As a lieutenant colonel during the Spanish-American War, he led the famous Rough Riders to defeat the enemy at San Juan Hill. He cleaned up corruption as police commissioner of New York City, then served as the governor of New York, vice president, and at 42 years old, became the youngest ever president of the United States. He's, of course, been canceled in Bill de Blasio's Marxist utopia of uh, New York City. Took his statue down. I got to get back to this clip. He sent our great new naval fleet around the globe to announce America's arrival as a world power. He gave us many of our national parks, including the Grand Canyon. He oversaw the construction of the awe-inspiring Panama Canal. And he is the only person ever awarded both the Nobel Peace Prize and the Congressional Medal of Honor. He was American freedom personified in full. The American people will never relinquish the bold, beautiful, and untamed spirit of Theodore Roosevelt. No movement that seeks to dismantle these treasured American legacies can possibly have a love of America at its heart. Can't happen. No person who remains quiet at the destruction of this resplendent heritage can possibly lead us to a better future. Yeah, I firmly believe that the president secured his re-election at that speech, Mount Rushmore. His campaign needs to put it on a loop and uh, and send it out as often as possible. As a contrast to the, to the Democrats' capitulation to this left-wing Marxist movement. Well, that takes us to the end of this edition of Right Now with Jim Dawes. I want to thank you for joining us and invite you back here tomorrow right here on the Mojo 5 Radio Network. We'll talk to you then. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. When the weather outside is frightful, the Hyundai Santa Fe is, hmm, what's the word? Delightful. Because it's got available H-Track all-wheel drive to make being out together better. Enter for your chance to win the newly redesigned Santa Fe, packed with all the jingle bells and whistles you need to go dashing through the snow together. To enter, visit Amazon.com slash Hyundai or scan the QR code on specially marked red and green Amazon boxes. No purchase necessary. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details.